So it's good to see all of you. It's good to be back. Thanks for giving me that uh, opportunity to take uh, that short sabbatical. Um, it was very good. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be home. And I'm very grateful to uh, Father Claydar and Father Jack for uh, doing such a good job uh, while I was gone, holding down the fort. Uh, they, they were uh, generous enough to uh, clean up the rectory before I got back. Get rid of the kegs and all that stuff, right? Also want to thank Father Blood. I heard he did a really good job. Gave nice short homilies. Right? <laughs> That's over. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's terrific. I want to just recognize uh, Grant here for a second. Grant Colburn, our seminarian, who's with us uh, throughout the year, a couple times, two, three times a month, he's with us. As part of a seminary program, this week he received the order of lector. Each of the every, every year in seminary, uh, you receive one of the minor orders on your way to priesthood. So uh, he received acolyte last year. He received the order of lector uh, this last week, uh, and that's why I had him uh, read uh, this morning because that's part of his ministry. And so thanks for letting him take your one of your readings this morning and. Uh, so yeah, Grant, uh, you're awesome. His, your parents are here, aren't they? Yeah. Where are your folks? Where are they? Raise your hands. Colburns, where are you? Look at that. Why don't you stand up? All right. Thank you for the gift of your son to, to the church. Um, yeah. I was in school the other day, and, and you miss things, uh, you, you see them so much, but it, you know, there's, there's signs all over the school um, for our grade school kids, for our RE kids, uh, that encourage them how to behave and how to live, right? You know, sharing is caring, you know, be respectful, love one another, right? All these things, these are good signs. Um, but they're just signs, aren't they? They're, you can't legislate or dictate or command um, moral behavior, can you? And I see a sign that tells me to behave. Well, that sign necessarily isn't going to give me the power to behave. Sharing is or share, sharing is caring. That, those are nice signs, but they're not enough. All right? I was thinking about that, especially in relation to what we've got here in the gospel today. Uh, I mean, you, you see a stop sign. Do you stop? Well, maybe roll through it. Maybe uh, you know there's a the, the you know we, the sign by itself doesn't make us stop, obey. The cop sitting there does. Sure, um, signs aren't enough, right? It's uh, it's not enough. And I, I say that in relationship to what we're, what we're getting here. Let's look at the first one, the first reading, where it's the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is the Lord alone. There is none greater than he. Love him with your whole heart, mind, soul, strength. Right? That's from, that's from Leviticus. It's a big thing. They're a big one. Love him. It's a command. Now, did Israel follow through on it? No. 
That was the problem. You can't command moral performance. It doesn't work. We're sinners. We're flawed. We're messed up. As much as we want to, we don't do it. You know, and so Jesus today, has the scribe come up to him. You know, you've seen the sequence over the last few weeks. A few weeks ago, it was the Pharisees uh, trying to trick Jesus. Last week, it was the Sadducees trying to trip him up. This week, it's a scribe. The three major groups have been t- dealt with in this, in this series. But the scribe is, he's well-intentioned. He's not trying to trip Jesus up. He comes to Jesus with, a, with an honest question. Of all the laws... You know, from the Ten Commandments, or let's just say from the, from the Shema, love the Lord your God. Well, then we get the Ten Commandments. There's ten. Well, by the time we get to this point with Jesus, there's over 600 of these laws. And why do they need 600? The, 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 the more you misbehave, the more rules you need. Isn't that how it works in families? Uh, the more your kids misbehave, the more regu- rules and regulations you've got to put around them to protect them because they don't know how to behave. So by, t- by now, the Israelites are so steeped in their misbehavior, they've got over 600. So one of the hobbies of the scribes, the Pharisees, Sadducees, the, the intellectual leadership of, of Israel was to debate. Out of all these 600, what's the most important? What's the best? How do they work together? How do they support each other? How, do they, how are they interrelated? There was endless conversations. Yeah. And so the scribe comes with this question. I've been talking with my friends. and We, we, we can't agree on which is the best. So I'm, you, teacher, what's the, what's the best? What's the number one? Out of all of them, what's the best? Jesus says, goes right to Leviticus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. But then he says, but there's another one, Deuteronomy. And it's part of this one. They can't be separated. Love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus puts it right out there in front of them. Now, the scribe, instead of arguing with Jesus, you know, he says, you're right in saying there is no one greater than he. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. These are worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. This is amazing. Because part of the punishment that Israel brought upon itself for failing to follow Leviticus and Deuteronomy and failing to follow the Ten Commandments was a punishment religion. The, the temple is a punishment. The slaughter of animals is punishment. A Levitical priesthood is a punishment priesthood. These high priests that are appointed, that are spoken of in Hebrews today, it was a punishment. What, did the, what it was the priesthood prior? The fathers of the family and their firstborn sons, they ran the religious liturgies for their own families. And, what it, and, 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 and they offered bread and wine. Now, the fathers and firstborn sons, because of their sin at Sinai, they lose their priesthood. It's given to the tribe that didn't sin at Sinai, the Levites. And instead of bread and wine, now it is the slaughter of animals. And not just one or two, but over the years and the centuries, millions upon millions of animals are slaughtered in that temple 
oceans of blood pour forth from those sacrifices and not one drop of that blood could take one of those sins away, but only mark time. Waiting for the one who could take away the sins of the world, right? And so the scribe says, what you have said, Jesus, is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. It's worth more than anything that ever came out of this temple. What you just said is worth more than everything we've been doing. Why? Because the temple and those animals and the blood that they spilled could not change a human heart to obey the law that God had been given, had given to them. You can have signs, you can have rules, you have regulations, you're, you can, sharing is caring all over the place. But none of it matters because the human heart is disoriented. It is, it is pointed towards sin and cannot behave the way it is meant to behave. And so, and this is where Jesus says, you are not far from the kingdom. What does he mean by that? It's both literal and figurative. Figurative in the sense that, yes, you are not far from the kingdom. You are so close. But also, it says here that the scribe drew near and heard. He drew near and heard. The scribe comes up to Jesus and listens to him. So when Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom, he's being literal because he's the kingdom. Jesus is the kingdom. Jesus is the, is, the, is the one that has been promised. Like in Hebrews it says, by the word of the oath which was taken after the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. There is one who is coming who is better. Something better is coming. Something is coming that is going to be better than the temple, better than the Levite priesthood, better than the animals that are sacrificed. A son and a priest who will offer himself as the sacrifice who will himself be the temple, who will himself be the altar. And it will be by his blood that all the sins of the world will be taken away. You are not far from the kingdom. I am the kingdom. I'm the sacrifice. I'm the blood. I'm the one who's going to do all that Israel, up to this point, could never do on its own. You, are, you draw near and you hear. Like you are here today. Because signs aren't enough. You need a change of heart, a heart that is oriented to the Savior and to love. Right? As Paul says, it is not me who lives, but him who lives in me. We need the very life, blood, body, soul, divinity of Jesus in us so that our hearts are circumcised, our hearts are changed, our hearts are oriented now to goodness and to truth and to obedience. Signs don't do it, but a changed heart converted to Christ does it. We still have the law, but we aren't doing it out of fear. We are doing it because the law personified in Jesus Christ is now alive in us. I don't obey signs that tell me what to do because I already have that obedience in my heart because Jesus is in my heart. Jesus is alive. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law so now I can obey the law without being told to by some sign. It is who I am. It is what I have become. It is like breathing. It has become effortless. Right? That's what we need. 
And that's why the scribe is so close. He gets it. It's not the temple. It's this guy in front of me and his life in me that is going to allow me to, with a changed heart, to obey the law and to live a life of goodness and truth. Why are you here? If for no other reason than to receive, to draw near and hear Jesus, to see him on this altar, to receive him in your body, and now it is not you who live, but he who lives in you. And now with that life, you are going to go out and you are going to live his life. Not because you're told, but because it is who you have become. Sharing is caring. But Jesus is truth. Let Jesus into your heart. It says no one dared ask him any more questions. You know why? When there is truth like that in front of you, and there is the opportunity for a converted life that close to you, what happens? Oh. I have to change how I live my life. I have to change my speech, what I listen to, what I watch, how I treat other people, what I do with my money, my fertility, my sexuality. I have to change everything. There is no other God but Him. And I have to love Him with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. And when I do that, when He's number one, and everything in my life is about Him, and nothing in my life contradicts His truth, then I know how to love my neighbor as myself. Cannot legislate and dictate morality. It is only through a changed and converted heart. Amen? Amen. All right, let's stand and pray.